the riot at the dog park studios it's live with johnny and now here's johnny hey good evening uh we're gonna jump right into this as you all know we have maria conlin tonight but first i'm gonna break kirk's balls (laughs) listen man Get your shit together. First uh, of all, I'm not coughing tonight, so give well, me that at least. You're going to be choking when I put my hands around your neck. Uh, pimped it out all week. Tonight we're going to learn a lot about Maria Conlon, stuff we already knew, stuff we don't know, and then we're going to jump into her new um, her new venture, um, Steady Habits. Maria, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Glad Good. Uh, thank you. I'm glad. I'm sorry you had to jump through every who possible just to get on here, but I will give you Kirk's number later, and you can take that up with him. It's a low-budget operation, bro. When you go to Yelp and you see Live with Johnny, just try to give us maybe two and a half, three stars. Three don't go, stars. Don't go full, full bore. So no joke, I was joking in some of the posts that Maria Conlon has 23 jobs. I said 17 first, and I said 23. Seriously, when do you sleep? Tell the people. Is it like 3 a.m. to 3.25 a.m.? What, what is the When do you sleep? I've actually been sleeping really well lately. I've been going to bed a little bit earlier, getting up earlier. Um, you know, I only need really like six, seven hours. If I get any more than that, I'm, I'm actually a little overtired. So all good. Well, um, once we're going to run through all this stuff. Now, listen, this is going to be kind of like a Maria Conlon, this is your life type of thing. So I Googled you and uh, talked to a couple of friends. I even have a quote from one of your former coaches. So we're going to go through some things and uh, – First of all, thank you for agreeing to come on, and we're going to talk about a lot of things. I want to get through the basketball, Maria Conlon legend stuff, because I want to jump right into Steady Habits. So just be patient with me, and we'll work right through it, I think. Or I'm going to end up babbling, and we're not going to get to anything. <laughs> basketball is your sport. You get into it at a young age. And I read a quote today that says, you got put on a boys' team when you were little, and you smoked them yep. every game. You scored 20 points on every person that walked out onto the court. That might be like a little bit of an exaggeration when I was younger. But, yeah, I went to uh, St. Mary's St. Michael's School, and, and back then there were no girls' teams yet. So if you wanted to play basketball, you had to play with the boys. And it was probably the, one of the best things that ever happened to me for my career. It, it helped me with mental toughness, physical toughness. Um, you know, and then when I would play against girls, that physicality and the speed of the game was just not as difficult because I was so used to the boys. That's awesome. Uh, I watched you, when we get to your high school years, I watched you play basketball. I mean, I don't know if anybody else from Seymour High School is getting mad at me, but clearly you're the best to ever go through the joint. Um, those, those were good games. And when we talk about your parents made a great decision. They brought you to Seymour High School where champions are made and bred instead of going to anywhere else. I won't mention the other school, but walk us through that. Why? Because of the coaching? Because of the team? Yeah, I mean, going to a, a Catholic grammar school and then obviously middle school, you know, from there it was, where do you want to go to high school? So I looked at Sacred Heart Academy. I looked at St. Joe's. I looked at Laurelton Hall. And I really just wasn't, like, thrilled with any of those. And then, you know, one day my dad was like, let's go check out um, this guy, Joe Frager, coach at Seymour. And so he brought me to a game. I'll never forget it. You know, I really loved Joe's style, but the final score was, like, 25 to 28. And I remember turning to my dad and saying, like, we're not going to only score 28 points. I can't go somewhere that only scores 28 points in an entire game, four quarters. Um, which, obviously, because you watched me play in high school, you know the games were not like that. Like We had some games where we scored in the 90s. But, um, you know, I just really fell in love with what Coach Frager was doing. I wanted to surround myself with someone that I, I really respected as a mentor and as a person and as a coach. Uh, so that's what attracted me to go there. So my parents... 
um, did me a solid and paid for me to go to public school, which a lot of parents probably wouldn't have liked to do because obviously I have a public school in my, the town I live in. But, you know, definitely one of the, the better decisions I made as a young athlete. Well, Joe Frager, first of all, is a class human being. We've all, every, any of us who went through there know that and then the stuff he's doing, or he's retired now, right? But, I mean, the things he was doing with fishing. Fairfield and everything. He's fishing now. That's what he's doing. Yeah, well, he's, he's probably good at that. He's probably catching every fish and the thing. I will say this real quick, and any man that is my age, from 19, about 80 to 85 till now, except for with football, girls' sports in the Valley, the girls are much better athletes than the men everywhere. everywhere. I say that all the time. Um, any of these dudes who played the baseball and the basketball, I don't care what they say. They were not as good as the girls. The girls in the Valley, I don't know what it is in the water, but the girls' sports in the Valley, every, every school was unbelievable, like ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you went to Seymour High School. You had a quadruple double. I read that today. Um, you might be the only person. You know, he, uh, Kirk only watches hockey, so forgive him. He I doesn't. watch football sometimes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Uh, 22 points, 11 assists, 10 steals, 10 rebounds. Do you remember what school that was against? Ansonia. <laughs> you don't nice. forget a quadruple double. <laughs> yeah. I had a quadruple double myself. It was from Wendy's and it had bacon on it. Food restaurant. <laughs> and actually, I've had more than one quadruple double, but uh, we're, we're not going to talk about that. One of your my favorite stats from yours Ready. at Seymour High School, you, you got the three-point uh, shot record. Do you remember who you overtook for that spot? That I don't know. You mean in the state or at Seymour? At Seymour. I do not. And she's going to love me for mentioning this. I have a twin brother. His name's Robert. Yeah. Do you remember his wife, Bethany? Yes. yes. It was her. You took Bethany's record, I, and I thank you. I did not realize that. All right. Yes, I've been, te- <laughs> I've been teasing that girl since we were 16 years old, and I get another one in tonight. So she had that, she had that record until you smoked her on it. Um, I reached out to um, Coach DeMarco, and he was your coach when you were uh, a senior at Seymour senior, uh, High School. As I'm about to break my glasses, I'm going to do this so I can read this for you. Classy. I'm a classy guy. So I said, Coach, I need a comment on Maria Conlon, and he couldn't type fast enough. I swear the message went through, and it was, it was ridiculous. And uh, first of all, and I told him this, no person has ever made the retired life look as good as that dude does. You ever see his Facebook page? He's all over the place. He just moved to Arizona. You can't tell he's, if he's working for Home and Garden or River and Stream magazine. Like, he's living his best life. I, I, I never knew what I wanted to be when I grow up. I want to be Eric DeMarco. Um, <laughs> Eric, Coach DeMarco, I should say, out of respect, says, Coaching Maria, I always felt that she took as much or more satisfaction from assists and watching her teammates succeed as she did from her own achievements. And then he said, I also wonder what her stats would be like if our schedule was more competitive. In each season, she probably averaged a little more than half a game due to the score at halftime. And that's what I was going to You're right. You guys used to score 90. Problem is, the other team scored 17. So yeah. could you imagine what your Seymour High School career would have been if you were able to play all of those minutes? Yeah, I mean, you know, I watch that now, like, you know, there was a lot of stuff this, this past year during the season, you know, with, with some scores that were run up throughout the state. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to be coaching at Notre Dame and we were, you know, there were games where we were up like 30 and it wasn't even in the end of the first quarter. Uh, you know, and it's really hard to manage those games. So I give those guys credit because it's also hard to take your best players out. Like my best player 
she would give me the side eye every single time I tried to take her off the court, you know, because these kids, they want to play. Um, so, yeah, I, I think about that. Like, even the quadruple double, I, I probably only played two quarters. Um, you know, so sometimes I think about it, you know, if I were to have played all four quarters, like a lot of the other kids didn't. And a lot of other girls back then, you know, they'd have higher scoring averages than me or, or more points throughout the league. And, you know, they brag about it. Oh, Conlon's not that good because I scored more points than her. Or I'm better than, and I'm like, yeah, but you played four quarters. I played like barely two. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's just different, but you know, that's also why we need a shot clock in Connecticut, but I won't, you know, digress on that topic yet. <laughs> well, you're right about that. And, and he ends his text to me saying, if she played those minutes, she would probably have every record in Connecticut. And, and he's probably <laughs> right about that. But let's jump, and I'm going to go a little fast-paced because we want to get to the other stuff. Then you go to yep. UConn 2000 to 2004, three-time national champion, 70 wins in a row. You play with Tarazi. You play with Sue Bird, who's a legend. That's got to be crazy. You guys were like the Beatles back then. I mean, just traveling the country, beating up Tennessee, beating up all these good schools, the late Pat Summit, all those games, all those crazy rivalries. That must have been crazy for you. I always say, like, that's back in the day, that's when the rivalries were great. You know, we had a rivalry with, with Tennessee. We had one with Notre Dame. We even had one with Rutgers back in the day in, in Boston College. You know, back when the Big East was the Big East, and, you you know, it, it really felt like the Big East. We're getting a little bit back to that now, but not as much. But, you know, it's uh, it's amazing to watch now what some of my teammates have done with, with their professional careers and to, to be able to say, you know, I had to play with them or guard them in practice is it's just awesome and and i was reading some quotes and i couldn't write them all down because i know i want to try to keep everything uh to you know i don't want to come out and be like you know the complete maria conlon this is your life but the quotes i found about you from them like you know you're very well respected you're a great player i mean that's got to be that has to be obviously one of the best times in your life but um gino tell me i i watched gino oriam on the tv since i'm like two years old is he as badass in real life as he seems on TV? I think he's probably more badass in, in different <laughs> yeah. ways, you know. Um, you know, you you talk about the Beatles. I mean, he's that he's the head. He's John Lennon, you know. He's it, he's the one that's starring that and, and and running that. And what he's been able to do consistently year after year after year is just amazing. Well, he's got a beautiful head of hair as well. Um, great hair. He does have a good head of hair. Yeah, yeah. nicely manicured fingers too. Yep. It so must be nice. There's something to be said for that. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing working. Um, <laughs> then you go, you graduate to college, you try out in Germany, Iceland. You tried out for a couple of WNBA teams. You snap an ankle, and there we are. So that leads us to the next 17 jobs you're going to take in your life. But you eventually end up at Notre Dame Fairfield and you win the Class L championship last year. Am I correct in saying that's the first championship for that school? Were you the first one that to do that the, for them? The, the first ever for the girls program. For the yes. girls program, right. Yep. yep. That's pretty amazing. How do, do you, which you obviously love playing, but how much do you love coaching now? You know, I, I've, I never knew if I was really going to love coaching. And even when I took the job at Notre Dame, I was like, man, I don't know, because as a as a player, sometimes it's really hard because you can't really control as much as you want to while the game's being played. You can give them everything that, you know, you think that they need in order to, to succeed, but you can't go out there and do it. And I didn't know if I would love that or not. Um, and I fell in love with coaching really, really quickly. 
And my first year as the head coach there was actually the COVID year. So, you know, we're number one in the state, undefeated in state, number one in our class. We win our quarterfinal game. You know, we're getting ready to head to the semifinals. And I was actually at Quinnipiac with uh, Nick Mayo. We were watching a practice and I get a text, season's over. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, and then obviously, you know, the rest of that. And then, right. you know, my second year as head coach, we had an abbreviated COVID season with no postseason. So just regular season, which was short and a tournament, you know, in conference tournament. So we win that. Um, so this year it was it was really awesome because I feel like under normal circumstances, we might have been going for a three peat. Um, but, you know, to be able to see these kids persevere through all of that. Um, and grind it out because it would have been really easy for some of them to, you know, get distracted or, or phase out or get frustrated through it all. And, and they didn't. They bought into what we were doing. And, yeah. um, you know, the these, end was a, was a state championship. So these kids from kindergarten to, to, you know, 12th grade, what they had to go through the last couple of years with all this nonsense back and forth. You know, you're going to die. Or you're not going to die. They don't go near anybody to put a mask on. They don't sneeze. And if they sneeze, get away from them. Don't pick a booger. I mean, these kids right. went through craziness so to even have to be you know somebody in your life helping them juggle that's got to be tough now we're over at greens farms academy how are we looking we look great you know it's um it's different uh it's going to be a, a totally different challenge um you know it's a it's a different conference it's not the cic the games are played at different times you travel a lot more um but i feel i felt like it was just a natural progression for me at this point in my career um i also launched uh, an aau program uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't fall. hijack! Don't hijack the interview. We're getting there next. All right. back. Tile it back. The reason why I say that is because <laughs> you know the CIC has a, a lot of restrictions on what you can and cannot do in the off season. Um, and I really I'll say it for like you. They got to get their shit together. Go ahead. <laughs> um, you know, so this just really allows me to be able to help more kids, which is really my mission: is is you know to get out there and help as many kids as possible, go as far as they want to, both athletically and academically beautiful that's and that's what we like to hear not just you know can you shoot a hoop but can you be a good person and you can be responsible for yourself at school as well and that's and yep. i commend you for that so then we then you do you i can't remember the other ladies names that you started BattleCon with but yep. you, i if i'm read, i went to facebook stalked you a little bit because you're obviously you're gonna be on the show and i see a post that says we want better for the girls we want them to learn better we want them to um you know, face better, you know, face the competition. You should play up. You always want to play up. You don't want to play down. You want to kind of be able to help people improve. So then you guys start BattleCon, and it's an AAU for girls, basically saying, let's get you playing at the level you should be playing at and not just staying stagnant. Am I, am I getting there right? Yeah, you know, and, and it's and it's Ashley, Megan, and Stacy are the other three um, co-founders, and, and we actually are going to be announcing a merger at some point soon. So I'll just throw that little tidbit in there. But, Ooh. you know, the, the main mission of, of us starting our own AAU program is to really just try to get Connecticut girls basketball back on the map from a, a college recruiting exposure perspective. Um, make it fun again. You know, I watch and, and it's sad because even this summer and, and I even look to now in the fall, I mean, you got kids shopping AAU programs and, and jumping from this program to that program. And what are you going to do for me? And like at the end of the day, you know, my big thing is that I'm going to make your kid better at basketball. They're going to love the game while they're with us. And we're going to get them some exposure. But at the end of the day, it's up to them on what they can do. So so really our mission was to kind of encompass and embody 
all of those things that, that make the game great and should make that experience great. Like I want all of our kids, and I know this is not possible because you can't possibly please everyone. We all know that. But I want the majority of our kids to end the summer and say, that was an amazing experience. I made new friends. I learned a lot about basketball. You know, I'm ready for that next step. And, and I think that the majority of our kids did that this summer. That's that's good stuff. Can you do me a favor? I know we're in the middle of an interview, and I've always I'm 45 years old. What does AAU stand for? Uh, so it's Amateur Athletic uh, Union. So it, it's basically like a, an association that covers youth youth sports. Um, it, it's really just a money grab, in my opinion. You got to pay a fee to be a part of it and be affiliated. Most tournaments aren't even AAU tournaments anymore. They're they call them showcases now, so they don't have to. Um, which again, like. It's just really about getting the kids to play. Right. Well, it's the same thing. I coach baseball, Little League Baseball, and it used to be a travel team was for the kids who excelled and needed to play at a higher level. Now it's every kid can be a travel player as long as mommy and daddy check clears and, you know, everybody's going to run a travel team. Yeah. Excuse me, make a few thousand dollars and just go play some games. And who cares if we get beat 25 to 2, the check cleared. It's, it's all getting, right. it's all convoluted. But people like you are out there doing the right thing. And, and doing the good thing. Hey, um, your BattleCon, I saw. I found that on Facebook, but if people want to learn about it and maybe they got a daughter and they want to get them in there, they can find you on Facebook, Google, wherever. Yeah, Instagram, BattleCon.org is our is our website. Um, you know, we upload content onto there constantly. Instagram is a really good one to follow us on. We have a lot of great content on there as well. We will uh, tomorrow. Uh, Kirk, I know you don't trust them after the whole Zoom thing, but he'll get all of your links yeah. up tomorrow. Uh, that was crazy. Listen, he wonders why we broke up. This is why he's just, he doesn't communicate well. Um, he's emotionally just broken down. Um, I'm married now, so plus there's that. Um, now let's jump into, are you really also a managing director at a financial group? Yeah, that's like my real job. Like my oh. big girl job. So, all right. yeah. so, And you're a mother to two girls? One. One girl. All right, so you're a mother, full-time yeah. mother. Full-time basketball coach, full-time at the financial group, full-time at BattleCon, yeah. full-time at the restaurant. Yep. And am I missing anything else? Yeah, but I mean, you know, sorry. <laughs> she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I I drive I'm Uber, also, I do DoorDash. No, you know, I'm also the the treasurer of the city of Derby. So are you really? Yeah. Sheesh, Derby has money. I'm from Seymour. We make fun of Derby all the time. That's fine. Um, I had the mayor of Ansonia on uh, the show once, and, and we teased Derby, but we do. My mother's from Derby. She, uh, she'll tell you East Derby, so I'm not allowed to really make fun of Derby. Oh, you're, you're in Easty. I'm a West Side, so, you know. Maria, until I was 45 years old, I didn't know there was an East Derby and a other, and I, and it actually was the mayor Cassetti. I was telling him the joke. He goes, No, there is. I, I had no idea there was an East Derby and a West Derby. So, yeah. Whatever you learn, <laughs> you, you you live and you learn. All right, let's get into it. Um, I'm cruising through Facebook like a month ago, and I see this thing, and I see this thing, and it's you know I'm not paying attention, and then all of a sudden I see your name, and I see the restaurant, and I start to look at it, and this is what gave me the idea. Uh, thank you, Stephanie. By the way, Stephanie hooked us up and got us together. Um, yep. So thank you to Stephanie. Um, Steady Habits Lounge. Yep. How does it come about? What what you know? What's made Maria Conlon wakes up and says, "I need like the eleventh thing on my plate today." This is what I'm going to do. How does it come about? Tell tell us the story. 
Yeah. So it actually was a, it's a pre COVID story. So, um, you know, big out onto like the wine trail and stuff like that. And, you know, the thought was, um, and then actually I was out at a wedding in, in Seattle, um, for Morgan, who I played with at UConn. And there was this place there that was, it's a microcosm of what we're doing here. But the concept is that you can try stuff from all across the state in one place. So out there, it was just wine. So my thought was, you know, what if we did beer, wine, and distilleries, all Connecticut stuff, but all in one place. So if you're a beer drinker and your wife is a wine drinker, you can come and you can try that stuff. So we looked at a space probably like six months before COVID and just decided it just wasn't the right, it was too big, like too big of a kitchen. We didn't need all that. So blessing in disguise, because obviously six months later, COVID happened. Um, so there's this beautiful space in, in downtown Shelton that's uh, right across the street. It's actually where I am right now. I'm doing this from there. Um, but we uh, rotate different beers and wines every four to six weeks um, and bring new stuff in all Connecticut. We do have some guest stuff. Um, and our guest stuff is just non-Connecticut. Um, you know, we had to do that like with, with tequila and scotch because legally you can't make any of those things in the United States. So there can't be a Connecticut version of it. Um, and then we have, you know, some great tapas. We're actually rolling out this week. We're doing uh, soup flights and meatball flights, which is really cool. Um, Whoa, time we out, time out, time out. <laughs> meatball flights. You're telling me, you're telling me I can get flights of meatballs? Like test yeah. to taste them? Pump the brakes. Yeah. All right, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, that was a show. If anybody needs me, I'll be over at the Steady Habits over there. That's a for real thing. And soup. My wife loves soup. I love meatballs. My yeah. wife loves meatballs. That's why she married me. Um, uh, that's amazing. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Sign yeah. me. Do you have a newsletter? Um, <laughs> I, that's amazing. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So right now, um, you know, we're open Thursday through Sunday. We've actually been doing a lot of private events. Um, you know, the space is, is kind of perfect for that. Um, but we're open Thursday through Sunday. We, we would like to be open um, more during the week. Like, you know, I think our eventual vision is, is to be like a cafe. So if you can see, like right behind me here, we have like this couch that looks like the couch from Friends, um, which is the cute little area where you can kind of come in and sit and, and have a you know, a charcuterie platter and a, a flight of wine, but also a coffee. If we ever become a cafe during the day, we have a fireplace area. Mm -hmm. So we have all different types of seating, which are really cool. So if anyone out there is looking for daytime employment, uh, definitely reach out to me because we, you know, it, you would think it would be really easy to, to find people to, to jump on and work for you. But, um, you know, it, it's been difficult for us to find that. So, you know, we're in the beginning stages. We officially opened on June, uh, 16th i believe it was um so you know a little over two and a half months three months let's just call it just about um and it's going great it's starting to pick up we've been doing live music and you know we're slowly going to be adding more stuff we're doing um we've had a couple of guest bartenders we have a couple more scheduled for the fall um and then you know eventually i want to do stuff here like you know athlete signings so you know kid decides they want to go to marquette all right, let's get a Marquette flag and come in here and do that. Eventually, I'd love, you know, for real estate agents to do their their big closings here. So instead of doing it at a stuffy, you know, office somewhere, you can come buy your client a bottle of champagne, sign the paperwork here. Um, so we have a lot of really big plans for the place. We're still in the infancy stages, um, but it's it's been fun. And I've always kind of had like this dream of, of owning a place like this, just a place where people can come together. 
um, you know, and that is the timing. Like people always say, like, you have so much going on. Is the timing right? I don't know. Like I'm a big believer in that, you know, the timing is what the timing is going to be. Um, and you just got to make the best of it when you do it. I have an unbelievable support system. Um, and I have great friends and great partners here. So it, it's made that transition easy. Ask me again when I'm trying to travel down to Westport, then come back and work shift here. Um, and then also worry about all my financial clientele feel. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, I'm really excited about what we're doing here. And, and we came up with the name Steady Habits because Connecticut is the land of steady habits. Um, you know, so our slogan is stay steady. Um, you know, so it, it's been it's been fun so far. I've heard nothing but good things. And um, I plan on getting down there um, soon. And now that I know that there's meatball flights and soup flights, <laughs> I will have no problem getting my wife to takes. go out for date night. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. um, what kind of soups do you have? Because right now my wife's sitting on the couch going, John, ask her what kind of soups. Ask her what kind of soups. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't do the, the food menu, thankfully. Um, <laughs> but I know we're going to be rotating the soups, I think, like every two weeks. So I'm not sure which ones we have on tap for this this weekend. But I think for the meatball flights, we got like buffalo, marinara, Swedish, and something else. Nice. So, um, yeah, so they'll come in like, you know, little containers this big. <laughs> you know, try try three different types. With, you got to see the smile on this dude's face. <laughs> that sounds you amazing. You are such a fat boy. It's, oh, my God. You're over here, and both of us are just looking at each other going, oh, my God. John yeah, we're, you know, we're trying to make it really unique and different, you know, mm. like – you, where can you go and get a soup plate? I don't know. I've never heard of that before. I've never heard of a meatball plate. So, you know, we're do, we actually just rolled out this cocktail. Um, my cousin, Nancy Joe makes this amazing pepper jelly that we put with all of our grilled cheeses and our grilled cheese is like off the chain. You got to try it. Um, but we just rolled out. She, she does these hot dill pickles. So we just rolled out the witchy woman, hot dill pickle martini. So instead of olive juice, brine, it's, hot dill like pickle juice brine and it's out of this world out of this world so you know we're trying to do some really cool stuff with that um and just make it kind of unique and fun it sounds great to me um, right. john duke just john duke just commented you had me at meatball flight so <laughs> uh, the duke uh, and a uh, mutual friend of ours thanks for telling me my eyeglasses were on crooked kirk you Sorry. are the worst uh katie berry says hello she's a mutual friend of ours katie berry's a katie. baller in her own right she and her daughter played uh, for BattleCon this summer. Oh, so Quinn, nice. and she's a Holy Cross, and I just saw that she's playing volleyball. So all the best to Quinn in, in volleyball, but we'll expect her back in basketball gear in the spring. So Absolutely. You hear that, Barry? CB, Katie? <laughs> get that check over there. Get that kid in that thing. She's got to get, get her butt down here, too. I haven't seen her she, down she, here yet. I watched her play some one-on-one -on -one over at my brother's house. She played a, She played this guy who was like six foot six. She schooled him. She <laughs> she could still ball. Katie could still ball. My wife was a baller. She grew up in Stratford. They called her Little Iverson. So if you ever got like an over 30 league going or something, let us All know. Right. Also, I don't know if you've heard. I've, I haven't lost a game of horse since 1988. Jesus I cannot be again, beat. Dude. So maybe who, one, who are you playing? Exactly. Everybody and anybody. Who's the competition? See, what happens is, is people. Who, a lot of people don't want to play me because they're like, then I lose to the to the overweight old dude. They won't play me. Like back in the day, they would. I was skinny and in good shape, so they knew. But now they're afraid. They don't want to get beat by the. They can't get beat by me. They get beat by basketball by by me. They can never leave the house. Yes. But I haven't lost a game of horse since 1988. And, um, you know, just throwing it out there. 
Let's, the legendary hey, Maria Conley ever wants to She's ready. maybe raise some money for some charities. I do two charity events a year. Maybe I'll get you on that, and we'll. Uh, right. I raise money for Thanksgiving, and we do a thing for Little League Baseball. So maybe we'll get something going out there. Count, and, count me in. If you if you can beat me in horse, I'll give you a month free of meatball flights. <laughs> you, oh, 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 what? Wait. Chapter 11, kid. Wait, you're, what? You're, you're done. <laughs> chapter chapter 11. <laughs> right now, my wife's going, don't say that to him. Free flights put her out of business. We just, I had to throw a shirt away tonight because my wife said I look too fat in it. And now Maria's trying to give me meatballs for a month. Are you kidding me, man? Oh, I won't even go. I'll quit my job. <laughs> I, uh, let's see. Uh, ben plays at Steady Habits once in a while. Oh, you get the lone gnome over there? Yeah, he's he's played a bunch. Um He's. I feel like he was busy this month. That he's launching, um, like a new record. Actually, Katie's son, I believe, plays the piano. With, yeah, yeah, played with him um, at a concert, which I wish I knew beforehand. I would have tried to check it out. John Duke so says, maybe great we can way get the two of, of them in here uh, one night. But yeah, we're we're trying to do like a lot of that, like acoustic, um, we, local artists. Like I love that stuff. We had Benny and CB on, um, and they played some gnome songs here in the studio. Do yourself yeah. a favor. Go back and watch it. Those, I mean, you saw them. Unbelievable. And I yeah, tell a, they're great. I tell a story about the first time I ever saw them live. My brother Robert brought me down to something, and I'm like, all right, let's down to Fairfield. Let's go. And all of a sudden, CB's kid comes out, starts playing the piano. They're rocking. It was amazing. Um, CB's a super talented dude. It's cool to see his son. Is, uh, his son's yeah, a good I baller, to, too. I used to, I used to work with, with Chris oh, over no. at MetLife, my first job in the financial world. Uh, Chris and I had a cube, like three cubes apart. He's a fantastic so, human being. He's good guy. Yeah, great family. See, all, yep. all of them. Um, him and his wife, and uh, Katie's sister Kara, and her husband Rob. All of them. Um, all some of my favorite people since I moved to Nagatuck. Um, I'm looking at the Zoom thing. It's telling me we got about three minutes left. Um, as he hands me a wrap it up sign. This dude's killing it tonight, Maria. Um, <laughs> I don't want her to get hard Number cut one, off. I'll feel bad. You know, no, we're not going to get hard cut off. I okay. had Jake Blue on two weeks ago, and we didn't know there was a timer. Next thing you know, the end of the interview was like, okay, Jake. I'm <laughs> it worked out perfect. <laughs> but it did. It worked out perfect. So I think I went over everything I wanted to go over. I think I talked about everything you wanted to talk about. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. This was fun. I'll come on whenever. Awesome. All right, well... You can kind of come out after I smoke you at horse, so you're going to have to come there out we go. Yeah. to do that. Um, what I was, I was looking today, and this is going to be completely out of the blue. I was going over our website today, and I had a question on there. And do you remember? I asked, I'm going to ask you a question I used to ask people. Do you, you ever make a ham and mashed potato dinner? Do you consider? You know what? Oh, good yeah. for you. My daughter, too. You Love that. You're, you're vegan? Yeah, dude. Yeah. All right. I was going to ask you if baked beans were a proper side dish for ham. Would oh you... yeah, but I would agree with that. You would, right? Back when I used, to, well, yeah, back I was never a big ham fan, but I, I baked beans go with everything. There for you me. Go. I don't know. How long have you been vegan, and how do you survive? Uh, so I went vegan, and then I went to pescatarian, then I went back vegan, but I haven't had like any meat, like chicken, beef, pork, in four years. Yeah, I don't have anything to say. Um, that's amazing. I mean, it, again, we only have a minute and fifty-five seconds. But <laughs> how did you do it? Like, like, do you, do you ever see somebody get like bothered. a? Actually, you know who actually got me to go vegan? So my stomach was killing me all the time, and I was actually talking to Diana Tarasi, and she, her, and her wife have been vegan for like 
10 years now. And she said, I'm telling you, take animal meat out of your diet. Start there. And I literally, like, next day, cold turkey, I just said, that's it. I'm done with meat. And I went hardcore vegan for probably a good two years. And then I had to add a little bit of dairy and finish back. Damn. Again. Like, and, and it, it's intense. you never, you ever at a restaurant and you see, like, a T-bone steak walk by you and you never say to yourself, oh, my God. No, nah, I think no. you can pass that. Hannah got past it. Listen, I, I, I commit. Listen, whatever is best for you and whatever is healthiest for you, because we all want to live a long time. I just, I don't. I don't <laughs> I'd rather have to continue to walk through doors sideways than, than you know, than, than do that. But yeah, listen, to each his own. Listen, I am so thankful that you uh, came on. To your credit, it took one question. I asked Stephanie at seven thirty by seven forty or by the next morning because I, I think. Uh, she said you might not you might be sleeping or something bang you were right there the next morning let's do this thing i can't hey, thank you, you enough you went through the right person i lo- i would do anything for duke obviously i would have came on probably regardless for you but anytime so. steph duke asked me for a favor i'm doing it the dukes are the best uh the dukes have been <laughs> yeah. my friend since i was a little kid we are going to lose each other here soon maria thank you so much i'm going to be in contact we're going to come to steady habits i'm getting the meatball flight and i'm going to smoke it horse you heard it here first Sounds good. Thank you so much Thanks. for coming on. Good luck with Steady Thanks Habits. Thanks for having me. And good Thank luck you. with the basketball team. Thank you. Thank you. That's funny. And then somebody else just comments as I'm sitting here making a meatloaf. And JoJo. Ew, for the last time, it doesn't belong Ew. with ham and mashed Ew. potatoes. Gross, John. I would don't say, do that. I would say, first of all, I like her. Yeah, I don't, it's very I, cool, yeah. I haven't spoken a word. And again, we hung out a couple of times. So John Duke, who is obviously a a lifelong friend, his younger sister, Steph, is who I reached out to because I knew they were tight. Mm -hmm. And to Maria's credit, man, she, boom. She did say that was the right person, so there you go. Well, you know, here's the problem. She says nobody could say no to the Dukes, which was a problem for me because John Duke would convince me to do some dumb shit. (laughs) And, you know, it is hard to say. The Duke. Oh, dude, (laughs) out of control, that dude. I tell some stories, but I'm afraid he might revoke his parole. Might <laughs> to go back 60 days in. Uh, Jill just says, so down to earth. And I couldn't agree with you more. Here's a person. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I know it's only, and I'm it's, it's I don't, I rephrase. Co- women's college basketball is a big friggin' deal. Like, it's in Connecticut, the amount of people that are into that girls' basketball team. Oh, it's insane. Is ridiculous. It's insane. Um, and for them to do what they did, they went on. I know with Maria's team, they went seventy and zero at one point. I think another team broke a hundred or something, like yeah. get, which is which is crazy considering um, the competition out there. She's been through. She tried out for WNBA teams. Iceland paid her to play. Germany paid her to play. Uh, she's seen some things. She's done some things. She's got forty-eight and three-quarter jobs. So she is. She's very down to earth, and I couldn't thank her enough for being on here. How'd I do it? Did I do all right? You think I did all right? I did a little homework on that one, right? You did really good, dude. I do all right. I, I, I do all I, right, bro. It would have been nice if we had like five or ten more minutes. we got to figure that <laughs> if out. If she kept talking about meatball flights, she was coming on next week. <laughs> Live from Steady Habits, Johnny doing meatball flights. <laughs> also, do you know what Saturday was? Don't tell me. I bet you don't even know. Saturday was a big day for you. I've been waiting all weekend to see if you knew. Saturday was a big day for me. Well, it was a big milestone and kind of a low point in music history, but it made me think of you. 
No. Oh, here's the hoping you mentioned Kid Rock, because I didn't. <laughs> no, but very close. But here he is. <laughs> but you mentioned. just did it. You nailed it. We're here on episode 33. <laughs> I hope we get renewed for season two. Kid Rock has been mentioned. We can all go to bed now. Go. Uh, September 10th, 1988. Hold on. September. Which you also mentioned. Now, you mentioned the year 88. I forget in what context. September 10th, 1988. September 10th, 1988. It's not when Appetite came out. Nope. Because that was in, you're getting that there. was in August. You're getting there. Um, September 10th. It couldn't have been when Lies came out. Nope. It could have been September 10th. Could have been the uh, Welcome to the Jungle video. Nope. Oh, but you're getting warmer. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pass. Sweet Child of Mine hits number one on the Billboard charts. September 10th, 1988. Eight, bro. How old were you? So I just. How old were you? 1988. I was 11, bro. <laughs> oh, I was 18. Yo, I, you old motherfucker. How old, were you? You're that much older I, than me. I was 18 and 88. So if I, I do the math, you're 50. No. Yeah. That would make you 54 years old, bro. No, I'm 52. Right. Dude, and I was born in the 70s. Oh, yeah, I just did the math. Bro. <laughs> if I do the math in my head, hold on, let me get a napkin. <laughs> I did mention I was from Seymour High School. No, Seymour High School is a great school. Um, I just had this conversation with Amy. I could have Guns N' Roses might have been on a Billboard, but they never had a number one hit in, in the in the country, right? That, That's just on Billboard. No, that was number one. That in was the country. in the country. Sweet, Ch- it was their I, only number one hit of their uh, whole. See, I, I didn't think it made it because I mean, it, great, like you were saying, they, they were number one on like rock charts, men, right, right, right. But, but this overall was number overall one, overall Billboard. Right, because I, I knew they were number one rock song. This, uh, blah, 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 blah. And as what much is, as I make fun of you for it, in that moment, in that day, I love I, that song, bro. I, I'm going to tell you the something video right now. Was a, like... And I'm going to quote Sir Elton John. Okay. Which, by the way, <laughs> all hail to the king. Uh, I met with Wayne Watt. Wayne Watt wanted me to come on live tonight with a crown and go and throw my name in the ring. Jesus um, Christ. But I decided to not do that. Good idea, because, though. Because um, I'm lazy and didn't buy a crown. Well... Uh, Oh! <laughs> Wayne Watts a genius. We need an associate. Fucking <laughs> unprepared I am. Listen, people of Great Bro. Britain. What's the new guy? King William? King uh, Charles? Charles? That the ugly some bitch? He is ugly too. I make good decisions. I yep. prepare for interviews. I'd be a good king. You're right? good under pressure. I, I've good, seen you I under pressure. Solid under pressure. Unflappable. Um, I have better teeth than most people from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, huge Rolling Stones fan. Love better Elton taste in music than most people from the um, UK. I'm sure. That's saying we a lot. could get Kid Rock to play the inauguration, or, or yeah, not inauguration. The coronation. The coronation. Yes. Um, I. This is. The fucking greatest idea I've heard so in a long time. How do we get to contest? Why, <laughs> Who do we talk to? Why does he get it? Why does what? It might be a blood bloodline thing, I guess. I don't know. That's Big deal. She gave birth to the ugly son bitch. Oh, he is a My terrible ears person. are smaller. He's not just ugly, he's a terrible person. So. Right? I like you more than him for sure. <laughs> we king call of somebody. England, Let's right? Here. Did you calls. ever see that movie with John Goodman where they make him the king by yeah. accident? <laughs> That that could be me. I blocked that out uh, mentally. Thanks for that. Yeah, I think uh, I would like to contest the will of Queen Elizabeth live here tonight. Um, whoever's listening over there in the UK, 
Um, I need you to get a hold of uh, whoever it is you get a hold of, the Parliament, right? <laughs> Who do we talk to? I don't know. Parliament, I guess. I need you to call Parliament. I need you to let them know that there's another hat in the ring. We, there needs to be an election. John Duke says I could knight Kid Rocks. <laughs> listen, listen to how good this sounds. No, I'm coughing. I'm laughing. Fat old man arms. Listen, listen to how you <laughs> listen to how good this sounds. I'm just gonna adjust this so we ready? get the whole. Ready? Yeah. Ready? <laughs> ready? Go ahead, Sir Kid Rock. No. Sir Kid no. Rock of the Moor. Yeah. Cause I want to be a royal cowboy, baby. Come on, dude. Right? I, dude, if you're comparing I, it to what's actually happening, I am all for this. Can I wear this for the rest of the episode? You should. All right. Question. Can I wear it for next episode, too? Can I wear it for every episode? Uh, and JoJo writes, no one wants you, king. Whatever, dude. First of all, dude, I'm your stepdad. You'd be a prince. Dude, when you, you know what kind of money we would come into, kid? When you watch this back, you were gonna shit your pants. You yeah. look so funny, Prince Jojo. You wait, don't be bitching, dude. You could be a prince. Oh, oh. Anyway, what was I about to say? Funny. Before the Elton John. Oh had yes, said about. Uh, <laughs> Jill. Jill says, "Sir Kid Rock of Ba with Ba." <laughs> Better. Yeah. Yep. She gets it. Uh, Jill gets it. She gets it. Um, oh, that's funny. Uh, props to Jill for taking care of a family problem this weekend. Thanks, Jill. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Sir Elton John once said about the song Sweet Child of Mine, and I quote, okay. I love this fucking thing. I'm wearing it. Every, I'm, it fits you perfect. If anybody at Tools Plus is watching, I'm coming to work with this thing on tomorrow. <laughs> I expect a little, a little respect. You know where uh, I came from? That's Ethan's uh, crown from when him and Renee got prom king and queen. <laughs> How the fuck did Ethan get prom king? He stuffed the ballot. All right, listen, let me tell you what else. Sir Elton John. Sir Elton John. Mine, yes. He said. That's funny shit, dude. It is the one song in rock and roll where it is truly written brilliantly from beginning to end, and only one person can sing the song, and it's the guy who sings it. And he sings it in a way that he made it so no one else in the history of music could ever sing the song better than he has. Because people remake songs all the time. Mm -hmm. Remember when Sheryl Crow remade Sweet Child of Mine? Oh, Not good. God. Not good. It was a steamy pile of shit, but Elton John said that about Axl Rose and Sweet Child of Mine. And so. fun fact, when they were recording the album and the song wasn't written yet, somebody said something to Axl... And he made the comment something about, well, where do we go from here? And I know the story. And the guy, they're in go, the studio. Yeah. <laughs> they get through story? the first they get through the first uh, first verse yep. chorus. Second verse chorus. Slash keeps playing. And they're all going like this. And then the producer said, Where do we go now? Yes. And then Axel just started singing, Where yep. do we go now as a joke? And there's your bridge. And boom. Bam. And to this day, if you listen to the song, it makes no fucking sense. No. But, but then it kind of. But then you think, oh, we, where do we go now? Like, where do we go with our love? Where do we go with this relationship? What do we get Where's it Meanwhile, heading? They're just like, eh, you know. Uh, Melissa, Amy's sister, my sister-in-law. Uh, she that's her karaoke song. Oh, is it? She bangs it out. Melissa, any chance we can uh, zoom you next week and you will sing the song live for us? Maybe we'll set that up. I feel there's a no coming, but I like that you asked. <laughs> we uh, listen. You never know. That's true. We um. I ever tell you about the, Oh, you had video of me singing Cowboy. Oh, my God. Amy and I sang Picture. Oh, uh, Kid Rock, Cheryl Crow? Yeah. Yeah. So let's get to the next thing. This coffee's 
I'm you were fucking zooted, dude. Woo! <laughs> for those of you who tuned in tonight, for Maria Conlon, I thank you. I'm glad you stayed. <laughs> keep staying. Keep tuning in every week because I promise it gets better. Um, I'm not sure they all We stay. keep it up. He's not sure, yeah. <laughs> Listen. Uh, you come for the Maria Conlon, you stay uh, for the John DiDotto. Yeah. Uh, she was a great guest. She was awesome, Just a dude. great, great guest. interview. Um, we got lucky with the string of interviews. They've all been really good, man. The the football started last Thursday, oh, what a full day yesterday. The Miami Dolphins, looking like the real deal Holyfield, smoked your New England Patriots yesterday. Absolutely shut them down. If Flavor Flav was here right now, you know what he would say? Or Chuck D, you know what he would say right now? I shut them down. I shut them, shut them down. That's Cypress Hill. The coffee's going through my You know what I love most about that game? Is that your new coach looks like a guy that Ethan would play World of Warcraft against. Uh, Hold on, Jill. (laughs) Jill, I'm putting you on that task. Jill, you know what you said. You know what you commented. I'm putting you on that task, Jill. Thank you, Jill. Thanks, Jill. Um, Get that. Yeah, your head coach is... I mean, you're not going anywhere either. Neither are we. It was nice that you beat us. We but are just 11 to 12 win team. No, ju- we might win 13. Listen, I'm glad this is on the record because I'm going to play this back at the end. We're of the going to season. beat Baltimore next week. We're going to beat Buffalo the week after that, and then people are going to know that we're the real deal, dude. Buffalo it is, is going to destroy you. Buffalo looks all right. They look pretty good. They got that kid at quarterback who don't look bad. No, listen, Josh Allen. He might be able to play. I don't know. We'll see people who passed on him i know anyway tonight being monday night Mm -hmm. do we have this microphone set up Mm -hmm. uh that being that being said tonight's monday night's the first monday night game of the of the year the game started about five minutes ago but we're going to announce a new um a new uh segment and we're going to call the person who is uh going to be in this new segment and we're going to get him on the phone is he picking tonight's or this he's going to pick tonight's even though the game it's early it's early Who's this? I don't know. All right, listen, take it. Remember, we talk. Take it seriously, pal. Uh, Jojo, Mojo Jojo. Mojo my, Jojo. My stepson is on the phone. Uh, say hello to Kirk. Hi, Kirk. Hey, Jojo. What's good, kid? All right, so hello. going forward for the NFL season on Monday nights, we are going to have a segment called Mojo Jojo's Picks. And Jojo is going to pick the Monday night game and then – we are going to go and put $10 on FanDuel yep. on that team. And we're going to see at the end of the year how much money we make off of JoJo's picks. So, JoJo, welcome to the show. Hey. Let me ask, hey you, qu- let me ask you a question. Yeah. How cool does this crown look? Uh, you don't look good in it. Why? Maybe if I, if I had it on, I wouldn't look good in it. He's not wrong. Well, I'll tell you what. He's got that youthful exuberance. If you, if you, how many, so there's going to be 18 Monday Night Football games. Uh-huh. If you pick over 500 for the season, you can come live on air, wear the crown, and talk about whatever you want to. Okay. All right? All right, so let's uh-huh. do this. We're going to get a jingle. We got to think of it first, but this week we don't have the jingle. So uh-huh. I'm going to announce you. I'm going to announce the segment, and then you're going to give us a breakdown of the game, and then you're going to give us your prediction, all right? A breakdown? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, like, just tell us how Break it's it going to go. Who's going to be the go? star? Who's going to be the star? Uh, what's what's going to happen? So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to week one of Mojo JoJo's 
Monday Night Picks. JoJo, the microphone is yours. Uh, I think the uh, Denver Broncos are going to win because Russell Wilson is back in his hometown where he used to play for the uh, Seattle, uh, whatever, the Seahawks, right? And um, I think they're going to come out strong tonight and get the W. So Russell's going to have a chip on his shoulder. That's his angle, I think. So you think, that's what I'm saying. So you think Russell's going to be all pissed off that they traded him and he's going to come out and smoke him? Yeah, but the thing about Russell Wilson, he has no good wide receivers. So it might be tough for him, but there's going to still win. Is Russell Wilson even a good quarterback? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. All right, JoJo. JoJo is a Commanders fan, which is still funny to say. Uh... If you had to choose your starting quarterback, Carson Wentz, or Russell Wilson, who would you take? Carson Wentz, because he doesn't get much injuries. That's a good point, dude. Your Wilson's t- made a glass, bro. I, I, listen, it's your team. You can That's pick who you want to pick. He's no Tua, but I understand. <laughs> Come on, dude. Tua's not going to last three games. All right, JoJo, I'm going to write this down. Yeah, put Sunday, it in the book. On Sunday, Tyreek Hill was wide open and two up threw it at the ground. Yeah, five different times, JoJo. Hey, JoJo, what was the final score of that game, pal? All yeah, right, listen. You're playing the Patriots. What? Easy. Oh, careful, that's Kirk's team. Easy. All right. I, you and I are going to make predictions right now together. I say the Dolphins win 11 games. How many do you say they win? The Dolphins? Yeah. And be serious. Around 10. Okay. I was going to say 7. Put mine down to 7 games. Says 7. All right. Washington. I say Washington is going to win. I think they're going to go 9 and 9. So I'm going to say 9. They're 1 and 0, right? Did they win Sunday? They They did, did, right? They beat Jacksonville. Me, you, JoJo, and a couple of our friends could have beat Jacksonville. Okay. All right, JoJo. How many does Washington win? 11 or 10. Which one? Got pick one. Ten. He says ten. Ten games from the Commanders, Kirk, bro. Go ahead. Uh, uh-huh. I think Washington is gonna fall just below five hundred. I'll give them a generous eight wins. Oof. Do we dare pick the Patriots, or are we gonna let that go for now? I mean, we could. Uh, if you want, Patriots the are gonna Patriots. win. Go ahead, JoJo. Go ahead, JoJo. How many are they gonna win? Seven. What? <laughs> See, he's just mad at me now because I dissed his team. <laughs> All right, go, uh, I'm going to say they're going to win nine, Kirk. I was going to say nine as well. All right, nine as well. <laughs> All right, there we go. Okay, done. All right, JoJo, we got the Denver Broncos beating the Seattle Seahawks tonight. Would you? It doesn't matter towards the money, but what what's uh-huh. what's our prediction on the score tonight for this game? Score? Yeah, I mean, how much are they going to win by about? I think they're gonna win by fourteen. Fourteen, huh? Two touchdowns. Two okay. toddies. All right. So you heard it here first. The kid watches a lot of YouTube. He watches a lot of the sports stuff. He understands what he's talking about. Hang up the phone. Go do it and go put your money on Denver because Mojo Jojo's Monday Night Picks. Mojo told Jojo. You to. Jojo will talk yeah, to you. Correct. Jojo will talk to you next week. Make sure you got a good line on the game next week, and we can't wait to hear what you got to say. Also, see you at home. Okay, peace out, Girl Scout. Bye. Good one. <laughs> Kid knows a lot about his sports. Um,
He's good, dude. He reminds me of Ethan at that age. He watches. Pretty sure. Once he starts getting comfortable and he does this every week and he breaks it down, wait till we get to baseball playoffs. Do we have to talk about that? Oh, shut That's up. That's fine. Whatever. You don't want to talk about it's hockey. It's your show. Whatever. Brian Chuck with the middle finger suck a bag of dicks, Brian Chuck. <laughs> I love Brian Chuck, right, dude. 828. Got it's 828. We talked about the NFL. Uh, I can't see myself with the crown anymore. What happened? Oh, sorry. <laughs> what do you want to see? There you go. I'm coming. I'm going. Aim. <laughs> aim. I'm coming on with the crown. If if I get home and you don't say hello, my liege, I'm going to be a little pissed. My liege. Um, thank you to Maria Conlon. Thank you, everybody, who tuned in. Um, good show. We'll be back next week. Um, it's just going to be, uh, we have no guests next week. We're just going to get back to some shenanigans. Let's do some shenanigans. We're going to get into some shenanigans. Uh, it's great to be back. Hope everybody's Labor Day was good. Uh, hope everybody's all right. September 11th was yesterday. Um, football started. Um, did you say happy birthday to Joe yesterday? No, but funny. You dropped the funny story. Ball, I looked at the bro. picture of all you guys in the bucket hats. Uh huh. Uh-huh, right. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. And I, I texted Katie. I was like, Oh yeah, I I saw they finally posted the picture. I was like, Who's the guy sitting in front of? Eric? It was Joe. I didn't even recognize him, dude. But happy birthday, Joe. Loney. Loney's watching you, handsome son of a bee. My buddy Loney. Love that, dude. He's a oh, handsome. Oh, Carloni. Uh, uh, Christopher Car- Loney. He was, out, he was at the stag uh, that you didn't go to. Uh, I, I had stuff going on. Yeah, I had stuff going on. <laughs> I, I had COVID for the 17th. Look at me. I'm not going to cough today. <laughs> All right, anyway. Listen. Thanks, thanks again, Maria Conlon. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, we will see you next week. What do we always say? The three most Ameri- the three most important words in the English language are "How are you?" So when you're done watching us and you're done hanging out, text or call somebody, ask them how are you. Check in on them. It's the ones that aren't checking in that we got to worry about. Um, we're always here if you need us. We hope you're doing good. We're having fun. We'll be back next week. Bright eyes. I'm coming home. I love all of you. Good night. <laughs>